You know, I've noticed that um, all the best podcasts have sponsors at the start. Uh, the professional podcasts I'm talking about. I'm like, we're a professional. We um, mm, we have a microphone. We go out onto the internet. Mm, yes, <laughs> but the ones that uh, you know have have um, you know, let's call it success attached to them all have sponsors okay. at the start. They all, right. all, all start with ads. Right. Um, so what's what's our ad? Who's going to sponsor us? Uh, so I was thinking uh, we could just start talking about a particular product as though we as though we are sponsored by them. Um, and I, I was thinking Remington Firearms might be a good one. I was going to say my ass should be the sponsor. Your you know, ar- my ass has got deep pockets. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the most dad joke thing. <laughs> You're fantastic. You're ready for you're very ready for parenthood. I am not ready at all, and that tells you how ready I I really am. Remington firearms. <laughs> Hello. Hello, you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 6 of Game Life Balance Australia. I am your lovely host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by notorious drug baron, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. You know what? I've been a pharmacist for 35 years. Since since I was zero, apparently. Is that what Since I was born. I was born into a pharmacy, <laughs> and I thought, this is the life for me. People coming in, wasting all their money on drugs. I mean, hey, Rob. Want to buy some Panadol? Is this is that what a pharmacist is? Is 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 that what the meaning of pharmacist is? Yeah, is drug, drug baron. Oh, to be fair, I mean, I was a baron already, right. and I just you know I... became a pharmacist. So I'm technically a baron von pharmacist, but it's all good, you know. I'm suddenly really concerned that we've affiliated ourselves with. Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin. Oh, that's right. That guy's a drug runner, isn't he? Apparently is a drug baron. (laughs) As well as uh, someone known for stabbing people. Uh, Not only... You know what really freaks me? Known well. Known well for his multiple stabbings. Yes. I mean, mean, he's an uncle and he stabs people. So Uncle Stabo. (laughs) The uncle bit is probably all right. That sort of mitigates the stabbings. You know. You know know what frightens me about Uncle Stabo? It's it's not the stabbing. Everything. it's (laughs) It's not the fact that he's a drug baron. It's the fact that I watch uh, Game Life Balance US on YouTube what? every Saturday morning. What the hell is YouTube? Uh, you'll find out. One. I'll tell you when you're older. It's it's kind of like you porn, but uh, you know. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Except with no no naked. All right, now now you got me interested. So I watch that, and Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin mm-hmm. never smiles. I've never seen him <laughs> smile, and it's like before. It's like yeah, working with Cody, I you know I'd be a bit I would be, be bummed out either. too, <laughs> yes. but. But like he never smiles, oh, even wow. when he makes like jokes and stuff. And now I'm I'm beginning to think that maybe this guy never smiles. <laughs> maybe maybe if we can get a picture of him smiling, we'll pay obscene amounts of money and publish it in the tabloids. We don't have we don't have anything close to an obscene amount of money. We have like perhaps a you know, mildly offensive amount of money <laughs> at best. At best, yeah. What's mildly offensive is that uh, we'll we'll wrap a, a a bunch of bills up in a rubber band and slap you across the face with them. <laughs> That's spoken like a true notorious drug baron. <laughs> Want some Panadol, kids? You just carry. It's good for what ails ya. You just carry wads, thick wads of cash that you that you liberally fling about at, at your lackeys, uh, ordering them to com- commit various heinous acts, hits, and so forth. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, by the it's, way, it's all it's all in Mexican currency, so it's worthless. But you know, it's it's currency I'll nonetheless. T- I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Please tell me who you want me to kill. I'm a Mexican pharmacist. <laughs> okay, and we have overstepped the bounds already, and three minutes in. We've, we've upset the Welsh last week. Yeah, well, we... Now we're upsetting the Mexicans. And, the and you know, both people uh, on the US office of Game Life Balance. Next week, the Philippines. So keep <laughs> Manila, more like Manila folder, right? Sickburn. Manila folder. I'm going to leave you hanging there, Rob. <laughs> Philippine we have a game. colony. We have a game which we are going to play or have already played. Right. We, we are a gaming we're, podcast. We're going to cover a game we haven't played yet. No, no, we did play just beforehand. No, 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 you played. I didn't. Yes. I died. You played a little bit. I died. You played a little bit of Enter the Gungeon, our featured game for this episode.
smiles. We've got to talk about a game I now. don't care. It's freaky. <laughs> I, I, I'll trust you on that. Okay. All right. Once I figure out what the YouTube is, perhaps <laughs> I'll... I might one day look at this. YouTubes. It's plural. Robert. Oh, um, my dearest apologies. Robinson Robert? My sincerest apologies to you. You know what's frightening is that we have not had anything to drink yet. We had a little bit of a thieving. We, we I, I had, had a, a nifter of my thieving Welshman. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> back again with the Welshman, Rob. You effing racist. That's their official the official name of the of the official drink. We should really be sponsored by cheap vodka and Red Bull. That's right. Let's re let's re-record that that segment earlier. Um I love Ruskov vodka. Made from one percent Russian vodka and ninety-nine percent drain fluid. <laughs> but buy it buy it stolen from your local Welshman. That's right. If you've got a clogged toilet, Ruskov vodka. <laughs> And I was going to sit back and wait for the money to roll in. <laughs> Alright, so we have a game that we're supposed to talk about. Um, that I'll try and I'll try and talk about a bit in between this mess. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. So this is actually a really modern game. It was released incredibly recently, within the last month, I yeah, do believe. Yeah, I think that's a record for us. Yeah, I think we, that's we the don't... most modern game we've covered so far. Mitomo doesn't count as a game. So no, yeah. that's a, that's a uh, data mining exercise, of course. <laughs> uh, yes, Enter the Gungeon, made by... Uh, Dodge Roll, which is a strange name for a, a developer, uh, and published by Devolver Digital, which uh, was the publisher behind Miami, sorry, Hotline Miami. Uh, you were going to say Miami Vice there, weren't I, you? I was. I wanted to say Miami Vice. That, I, I would watch that. If this, I would play any game made by the creators of Miami Vice. <laughs> that's not, so long as it had the fashion. Yeah, that's right. But Vice City, really, is, is all you need. I, I do love Vice City. Did they make... Miami Vice? Did did Rockstar make Miami Vice? I like to think so. Yeah. Uh, they went back in time mm. and changed history. Now the 80s is just full of death and violence and sex, which I think is actually what the 80s was full of. Yeah, I think that's right. I think... I wonder what the 80s would have been like without Rockstar Entertainment. Without Rockstar <laughs> North. Would have been very boring, you know. There mm. used to be this thing called MTV, nothing but boring video clips. Yep. Apparently video stars being killed by video players, I don't know. It would have been the Radio Eagles 24-7. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do. <laughs> I think there's a lot wrong with that. I think there is, actually. And we are talking about a game. That's right. Uh, so, Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon is... So, Gungeon. So, yes. G- Gungeon is not, like, some weird word. It's, like... It is a weird word, but... But, yeah, no, it's, like, it's it's a portmanteau of gun and dungeon. Yes, that's right. G-U-N-G-E-O-N. And if you don't know what portmanteau is, god damn it. Um, Look it up. So, yeah, it's basically a dual stick shooter. Mm. Uh, Think Smash TV for yes. all you oldies out there. Yeah, it's like Smash TV, but with some roguelike elements and kind of a cartoony vibe, sort of tongue-in-cheek sort of comedy elements to it. The way it looks, uh, basically, you're um, you play as one of four yeah, the first selectable guy is characters. A marine, yes, sort of based on the Doom guy um, from. Doom, I spoke. Doom guy from uh, Doom. The Doom guy from Doom. Uh, That's what it says on his business card. Experts in video games, Robert and AC. Uh, so yes, you can play. You can play as the. Uh, the I want to say the Doom guy now. You can play as the Marine, yep. and you can play as the pilot, mm-hmm. uh, the thief, the hunter, and the uh, the convict. And they all have different abilities. And basically, you you enter this. Uh, I thought the thief was the convict, so. You basically enter yeah. this uh, uh, procedurally generated dungeon, um, and it's all top-down shootery stuff. It's a lot of bullets flying at you, um, and you dodge the bullets, you shoot back. The I suppose the the hook of this game is the conceit that uh, you're in a gun-themed dungeon where all your enemies are... Well, most of them are, are bullets. So like it's basically... Anthropomorphic like... bullets that have guns. That are shooting, I guess they're they're kind at you. They're, they're this is sounding a lot more like a Republican convention all the time. It's it, it is like, as as someone who isn't American, it's hard not to think <laughs> about what like the mentality behind this game. Like gun, like a gun's just that cool to Americans that this. I don't I don't know. I mean, the guns are cool. 
I'm just, I don't think anyone's disputing that guns aren't cool. The visual style is kind of pixel um, art. Uh, it it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta say it does. It it has a theme, mm-hmm. uh, and the enemies are kind of cute, uh, yeah. shaped like guns. They're kind of adorable and, little yeah, sort of shotgun kind of shells. Adventure time esque. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So it, it is fun. You can mm-hmm. hit dead ends. You go into rooms and you've killed everyone and you think everyone's dead. Where do I go now? I have to go back. Yeah, it's got a little map. It's, ran- it's procedurally generated and you get around by sort of using your map to figure out, well, okay, I've explored everything down this sort of wing of, of this level. I guess I have to go back. And you can teleport around um, to make that traversal a bit easier, which is a nice feature. Uh, there's chests to unlock that have different guns in them. Um, everyone's default guns are um they're serviceable but you want to get um a better gun from a chest at some point or, or from a shop because the game is peppered with shops one per level it reminds me a little bit of spelunky in that way you can rely on there being a shop in each level and mm. it's just a matter of tracking it down and if you have enough um i guess currency which in this game is bullets of course uh then you can buy guns with your bullets to shoot other bullets that have yeah, guns. Theme. Yeah, running theme in this that game. That shoot bullets at you. Bullets. Bullets. <laughs> um, so, my bullet points for this game, Zing. Oh, God. Um, yeah, roguelike, top-down shooter, dual joystick, cartoony graphic style. Very cute. Permadeath. Uh, good yeah, that music. Sucks. Really good music, which you'd expect, you'd expect from the, the Hotline Miami uh, publisher. Um, bloody difficult, though. Yeah, look, we played uh, co-op. Now, I gotta say, I'm not used to playing these sorts of games. Uh, even Smash TV is. Uh, I got used to it with one D pad, and you meant to play with two. Mm. And I don't know, like, using both at the same time yeah. is okay, but in, when you start including the buttons now, they don't use the trigger at the back, they use the button on top of the. Uh, it's on the, the, 360. the right bumper. Yes, yeah. is, is your. And uh... it's just a little bit too far up for my finger while I'm controlling. Um, the the other analog stick and it actually is a little bit awkward for me. Mm. It'd be okay if you could basically hold the button down, but the problem is that these guys need to reload. So yeah. there's this awkward thing of all of a sudden you know it's bullet hell because a lot of the bosses spew bullets at you. Mm. You're dodging and you think, oh, I just got to hit this guy and then click click click. Oh, I'm out of bullets. Reloading and then keep dodging. So it's a little awkward. Yeah, at least to my hands, who you know not used to that sort of control method. You know, I will say like Andrew has the excuse of mainly playing retro games and so um the controls are a little awkward for him but even for me uh, who plays a, a lot of uh modern games that involve using both joysticks to move around and things um i find myself forgetting to press different buttons or i or my brain just is overwhelmed uh to the point where i forget about different mechanics like i very rarely remember to hit the dodge roll button which i suspect is probably the reason why i'm finding the game so damn hard um, and I also forget about the sort of bomb ability you have. They call it a blank, but essentially it's just—it's like a bomb from a bullet hell game. It, it eliminates all the bullets on the screen. So that's what's interesting about this is um, that it's a little bit like a shooter. Like just—I mean, it is a shooter, but almost mm. like a vertical or horizontal shooter in the fact that every—you know—there are a lot of things going on on the screen at the same time. They're moving, you're moving. Yeah. But then you also have to change your direction as well. And then on top of that, you do have different abilities you need to take into into consideration while dodging a lot of of enemies from different directions. Yeah, it's 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 you wouldn't expect it from looking at it, but it is actually fairly complex. Um, and I think like hmm, like when you think about the old uh, dual stick arcade games, most of them had one stick to move and the other stick shot. So you you press the stick in a direction and it would shoot bullets in that direction. Now this game. You press the other stick and it aims your gun. And then you have to press another button, in this case the right bumper, to actually pull the trigger. See, that makes no sense so, to me. Because like, if you just shot in the direction you wanted to shoot... Yeah. If and, you then, just, like, and then pulled the... Or just let the stick go and then it yeah. would reload. That would make more sense to me. I mean, I, it might be some... I mean, I have to imagine this is deliberate. Uh, it may be something to do with the fact that a lot of the guns have limited ammunition. And yeah. so... And so you want to know you're aiming in the right direction before you pull the trigger, maybe? But I guess, but there's so much going on on screen where that, that conceit yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me in the yeah. fact that you can't really aim up shots particularly carefully mm. because you, you've just got to spray them as much as you can while dodging bullets. Yeah. So you, you can't just... It's not like you're sniping and you can get a clean shot off. It's just that vague direction, fire. Yeah. Which I... is where not pushing a button would have come in really handy here, I think. Yeah. You know, I've played the game for a bit... Like a lot more than, than Andrew has, and I will say it, it gets it gets easier. Like 
the skill level I have with the game now, I played I played about three hours this morning, um, and I played it's sort of like on and off over the last couple of weeks, um, half an hour here or there. Um, my skill level right now is is like night and day with what I had when I first picked the game up. Uh, but I still have that same issue where I'm forgetting about basic mm. mechanics. Like I forget to use my items. I it's forget to use the, my they they blanks. put the, the those kind of abilities in there afterwards, more almost as an afterthought to say this game is quite hard. We need something here to even up the score. And you can use cover. You can knock down tables and use that as cover. Yeah, you can go tables. Quite, is cool. Quite yeah. clever. But in the heat of heat of the moment or the heat of battle, or there are no tables nearby, that's not. All, all the time that useful and again so. you forget you're like oh yeah. there's a table there I probably like, you know after a gun battle where you like lost half your health you're like I probably should have used those tables but in the heat of the moment with big glowing bullets flying at you um, it's it's easy to get panicked and it's easy to sort of ignore all the options the game gives you because you're just trying to survive yeah know? so it's a funny one because I feel like I feel like if I have to keep playing it I feel like if I played it more I would get better and better at it mm. and these issues would be less and less of a problem. How long is the game? So you've been playing for about 10 Look, hours. Yeah, I so because it's it it is very much uh, a game that borrows from the roguelike genre. So you uh, if you die, that's it. You have to start from the start again, yeah. which makes progress difficult. Um, I did manage to get to the third floor of the gungeon this morning. I still find saying gungeon really weird, but anyway. I got to the third floor this morning, um, which felt to me like a massive achievement. Um, I imagine to people who've played more of the game, that would be a laughable statement. Like, oh, you're only on the third floor. Oh my God, you know, you're such a noob. But like, uh, I find the game difficult. And I think, you know, it might just be me. It might just be that I'm just not, like I'm losing my ability to play twitchy games. Um, And I do prefer to play games that are... You know, like grand strategy games or very slow-paced RPGs. But you still um, play these games. I still like. I, I like to wet. I like to sort of what not wet. I like to uh, to cleanse my palate um, after a long session in a game like Civilization or uh, Rome Two, with um, you know something sort of twitchy and arcadey. And yeah. So yeah. I, I I always keep a stock of these sorts of games in my library. This one I'm finding particularly challenging. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not quite I sure. Think, I think it is actually quite challenging. Like, yeah. I mean, I I don't play a lot of modern games. I do play them mostly with Rob and mm. with other friends. But yeah, this does seem hard. And if you start back at the start every time because it is, um, it's a road like like generated. Yeah, then I can I can see I can see the reason for that. Um, but I do want to keep playing it. That's the thing. Is that like so? If, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good sign for the game. So, what yeah. platforms is it available on? Because you got it for like uh, Steam for look. Cheap, I'm I, as someone who isn't part of the video game press. I, f- I feel no shame in saying I'm not sure if it's on the Xbox One because I don't own an Xbox One. But I know for certain that you can get it on the PS4. Cool. So it's console, and, and I know Steam. that you can get it on Steam because mm. that's how I'm playing it. Um, so, would you recommend this game? Uh, tough one. So this is a tough one for me as well because I haven't played it. And usually, I play things a bit more, but literally, I came over an hour <laughs> earlier than the podcast, and I played, and I had fun, but it was so difficult. I didn't really have enough time to get into it. So, I guess if you like these games, mm. this is you know, uh, these are the kind of games for you. If you are a retro gamer, I suppose, and you think, oh, this looks like pixel art and fun, mm. there is a steep uh, learning and difficulty curve to it. I yeah, think. and in some ways it reminds me a little bit of the old games where, like, modern games, what they do typically is they ease you into the mechanics mm. and then gradually ramp up the difficulty, um, almost to the detriment of the game, where you sometimes feel like this game's too easy. When it's not too easy, they've just been very careful with making sure that the game's difficulty matches your skill level throughout. So you never feel like you're being overwhelmed. Whereas this game really does say, This assumes you know. Hey, you're going to have to get good at this. And if you don't get good at it quickly, you're going to get frustrated. Mm. Um, So, And that reminds me a lot of the old sort of 8-bit, 16-bit era games that I played as a kid where the first time you play it, you die really quickly. And you're like, God damn it. And And you just keep playing it. Out of, out of sort of like sheer bloody mindedness and you, until didn't, you didn't get, have any other games yeah because that's <laughs> the one game that your mum hired for you for the weekend and, and that's all you've got other than you know Alex Kidd in Miracle World which you've played to death um, where what was I saying I was saying do you recommend <laughs> this game yeah so so look with those things in mind uh, if you're in the mood for a challenging dual stick shooter then pick it up and I, I, I'm very familiar with the the, the, um, the similarities that have been drawn between this game and uh, Binding of Isaac, which is a game I have never played, but I understand is extremely popular. So if you've 
gotten good at Binding of Isaac, you probably won't have the trouble that that we've had with the game. Yeah. Because you'll be familiar with this this sort of gameplay. Um so yes, there is a barrier to entry there. The controls are tricky to master, but there's something there that makes me want to keep playing it. So I'm going to recommend it, but with those caveats that it is mm. difficult. You have to invest some time to get good at it before you start to really enjoy it. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's really a recommendation or not, but that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. That's what we. That's that's our final thought of uh, whenever we do a featured game, rather than giving it a score or anything, would you recommend it? Yes, no, and here are the reasons why. Yeah. And that's good enough for us, I think. All right, well, let's move on to some game live talk. All right, I see. What's been happening with you in your life of games? Or your game of life? My game... Oh, I hate that game. Game of life. <laughs> I, I always end up being the murderer, and there's no murderer in that game. <laughs> Lots of little empty plastic cars everywhere, I'll never strewn f- all over the board. I'll never forget the time that my car crashed and killed my entire family. <laughs> uh, How could you forget that? It was on Funniest Home Videos. The tragedy. But ironically, the game got a lot easier without, <laughs> without all those kids, you know, to deal with. So Yes, funny that. Funny that. Um, so, yeah, I've, I have been up to it a bit lately. Uh, last night, in particular, I managed to effect repairs to my arcade machine. Uh, so, effect is the right word, I do believe, there. Yeah, you, you imparted repairs. I did. Um, you so basically, applied a repairing touch. You, you, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to see where this is going. Repairified with your fingers on the brokey bits. Okay, and that's where you stop. <laughs> so, I... Um, Repairologist, AC. Do you want to go first? Because you can go first. <laughs> go on. Fine, I'll stop. I'll stop. I know. So basically, um, uh, on the Player 2 section of my arcade, my MAME arcade machine, uh, button A, which is the one that in any platformer would be shoot or attack Mm -hmm. or punch or slash, uh, wasn't working properly. It would work intermittently. And in a lot of beat-em-up games, you need to press that button pretty gosh darn hard. Mm. So basically, I... um, I since I got this second hand or third hand or I don't even know where it originated I don't know what country this thing came from <laughs> but uh, I did not have the original keys to put it uh, to open up all the bits of it so I had already drilled through and some had already been drilled through previously by uh, previous owners so I could get into certain bits of it so I could make other repairs because this thing did need other repairs the one section I could not get into though was where the uh, joystick and buttons were cased. Right. So it took. I don't have a very good drill, so it took a lot of drilling. You know, this just. Has anyone seen the the movie Heat? This just reminds me of the movie Heat with uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Uh, there's a lot of drilling through locks in the movie. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, there was basically, and it was on the underside as well. So it was just like. <laughs> Oh and then, of course, uh, I did this in the living room where there's carpet. And I did actually have a good reason for that. Mm-hmm. Even though all the metal shavings went everywhere. Uh, it, I found it easier because it's much more comfortable for me to lie on the on, on the, the carpet upside shot. down while I'm doing this. Yep. Meanwhile, metal shavings flying into your wife's lungs. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> that's healthy you, for baby. Because you were comfy. Yeah. yeah you basically. selfish bastard. <laughs> the, lighting in, the lighting in there is better as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had other reasons, uh, including PowerPoint restrictions and stuff like that. But um, sure, you did. But yeah, no. Most mostly, it came down to me being lazy. But uh, <laughs> I'm happy to admit that. Cool. But, but you got after to after like I drilled through so much of it. It took me about half an hour of solid drilling. Mm. I didn't get through. I know I'd gotten most of the way, and then uh, I think we had a podcast to do, so I had to put everything away and clean up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Out. Yeah, exactly. And then last sorry night, for breathe. Sorry for being born. Well, Sorry I mean, for... you can you can breathe at my house as long as it's metal shavings. <laughs> that's why that your oxygen. That's why I've had these chest pains all week. <laughs> Not because of the cigars I'm smoking on a daily basis. Seven cigars on. A yeah, daily well, basis. you know, Freud. I, I read that Freud smoked cigars. He loves and, those things. And he is smart a bit. So I thought I'll up my IQ with the few Cubans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you love smoking penises. No, I mean cigars. Because if I've learned anything in life, it's that if you do exactly what smart people do. You will become smart. <laughs> Words will... of wisdom from Rob the Great. Yeah. Who spent three years of his life in jail for impersonating <laughs> Albert Einstein. 
And, and Sigmund Freud. And Sigmund Freud. On various... At the same time, actually. Winston Churchill? That was funny. It's tricky. Everyone thought his Winston Churchill was actually Alfred Hitchcock. Weird. My, my Sigmund Churchstein impression <laughs> wowed the masses at the 1937 World Fair. Uh, in other words, it was uh, in the courtyard of an assailant's life. Insane asylum. <laughs> So anyway, yes, uh, I managed to drill through. I it would only actually took about five minutes of drilling last night. Mm. Managed to open up the hinges, uh, and the next problem was that the buttons were screwed in really tight. So I needed and they're plastic, and you can actually use WD forty on plastic. Okay, it doesn't work that well, but you mm. can you can use it. <laughs> and it basically took me and my wife and like a lot of my tools to actually be able to unscrew this really really tight um, arcade button bolt. Right. Uh, managed to get it off uh, Went into the back of the arcade machine There's two buttons up the top Which I don't know what they're for mm. um, Don't press those uh, I thought they may have been volume or something But that can't be right Because volume doesn't seem to work On a lot of the games So <laughs> I swapped out one of those ones So the button does still work occasionally mm. It just doesn't work if you need to press it rapidly Swapped right. it out Works beautifully Excellent Works really really well So next time Golden Axe Nice Golden Axe is something that where I recognize this problem for the first time because you really need to, you know, punch that button pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Those gnomes won't kick themselves. No, exactly. That was, that was where we found out, actually. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I'm dying for some reason. All right, just go get some magic. I actually find that's the most stressful part of, of Golden Axe. It's not when there's blokes coming at you with swords trying to kill you. It's, it's the bit where the, you're at the campfire and the gnomes come out with the sacks of potions. Because, like, you get so annoyed if you don't get... And they steal them. Like, they'll yeah. actually steal yours, and then you need to get them back, and then you get a oh, few more back as well. Those gnomes, man. we got to do Golden Axe at one stage. That's nail-biting stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, yes, so, we'll have to do that. Yeah, so mm. I, I did test it with a couple of games. Uh, Golden Axe was working. Uh, Street Fighter II, uh, World Warrior, tried that again. That was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that game, when I, I was player two, and when I pressed the top left button, which I had no idea what it was, it changed me to random characters. Oh, okay. Pl- only player two... And, huh. But it was button one up the top, and it was like it, they were characters that you don't usually that aren't usually in the options menu. I think. Huh. So it was like a Saget, and this is in the original Street Fighter. Some sort of like debuggy sort of. Yeah, I guessing something. like it's a cheat button or something like Weird. that. Weird. I haven't explored what that button does. Hmm. I really need to find out what that I button think every does. Every time you press that button. Um, a nuclear test happens somewhere in the world, somewhere in Siberia, or 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 alternatively. Uh, the phone rings at the White House, but no one answers because it's a room that's just full of cobwebs, right? And there's just a phone on a desk with with um, something like I don't know, uh, war with the Soviet Union written next to it, or something like that. You know, and it's and wonder what a, this button does. There's a skeleton at a chair, and it's a bunch of cobwebs, and it's just the phone just rings. But no one, yeah, and that makes sense because the button doesn't seem to do anything <laughs> useful other than swap out your character in the middle of the freaking game. Right, and that was only in Street Fighter Two. Who knows what it does in other games? I, mm. I need to do a bit more testing with that. Um, I have picked up uh, Persona Four: Dancing All Night yeah, mm. for my PS Vita. I have not played it yet, so this was something that I got for my birthday. It's not readily available in Australia. I'm sure some stores might have it. Is it like a rhythm game? Or... It is a rhythm game. Cool. I don't have time. I love Persona Four. I don't have time to play through Persona 4 again. <laughs> uh, although I do have Persona 4 Golden, and uh, I've been watching my wife play on and off. Mm. It's uh, a great, it's a it's a great game. great game. It's a great game. I was about game. to swear, but it's it's a very good game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it is time consuming. Even the Golden version, which is the Vita version, is is very time consuming. And Dancing All Night, I have played a little bit of it before, uh, and I have seen a few internet videos and uh, a little bit of a secret here. I don't mind rhythm games. Uh, <laughs> certain types of rhythm games. Like okay. Japanese ones in the arcade. Not like the dancing ones, but the ones where you have to tap the screen and tap the buttons. Mm. I, I quite enjoy those ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's stuff like those um, those WarioWare mini, mini games and things like that. Which, yeah. They're, they're fun. They're, they're pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And, and apparently this Persona 4 is actually canon. Like okay. this, this story right. is part of the Persona 4 those, legend. They did, they did have a dance fight in the club. Or whatever happens in that game. I don't know what happens in that game. I'm assuming dance fights. There were, uh, yeah. I mean, something happens. I think someone's getting their souls stolen or something. I don't know. Wow, that's dire. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much Persona, though. It's like this weird combination of like really frivolous fun and like absolutely like you know dire uh, like cosmic horror sort of stuff. You know, like well, you see, you know, oh, building this model, will I actually be able to? 
build this model this time? Or will I actually be able to, hmm. uh, you know, get to eat the endless ramen this time or something? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, God, i got to go grind again. How boring. I like the story stuff. I don't like, well, like... The, the, the actual, mm. the you know, the actual fighting. Oh, another person got murdered last night. Well, it's off to school. I hope <laughs> I get to join the soccer club. Then I'll go play the capsule machine. And then oh, I'll I hope I see funky student. I hope my soul doesn't get stolen by demons tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh great! I pay, I managed to get level three of my paper airplane folding skills. Yeah, see, it's because you are there for a year, and yeah. it, is, it is you are meant to be living this person's life. I think they do that in a in a very good way. It's just like the the stuff in between the grinding is the uh, is is often a little bit of a problem when you have to go back into the television and yeah. you need to go through the rest of the dungeon and you know I'm, it's it's you know all the combat is the JRPG type, so it's not exciting. It's probably one of the best. JRPGs of all time. Oh yeah, I'd and one so. of the most easy to recommend to people, actually. Yeah. Um, most of the time, when I talk about JRPGs to people, I'm like, "Well, it's a JRPG, so you know." But this one's like, "Hey, do you like fun? This is a game that's fun, you know." You, do you like story? Like, yeah. do you like? And it is. That's yeah. like you, you play Persona Four for the story. If it was yep. just simply for um, the fighting elements, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, but the, you, you, you've got the, the dancing game. Are you interested at all in the um, the Persona 4 fighting game spin-off that came out a couple I years ago? I remember seeing it and wasn't yeah. particularly enthralled by the look of it. It wasn't just Persona 4, though, was it? There were other. Was it Persona pers- 3 as well? I, I think it was think Persona so. 3 characters. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, there, was a, there was a mixture. Mm. I don't... It, it, it was an arena fighting game or something. Oh, God, I don't yeah, know. I, I paid I'm, no attention to this game because I was fighting games are not on my... I, I love fighting games. I'm not good at them. Mm. Uh, other than that, uh, I did get myself Shovel Knight for the Wii U. Oh, cool. So Shovel Knight is uh, very much a throwback to kind of Capcom NES style uh, yeah. 8-bit looking. It's not actually 8-bit, of course, and it's got it's, more colors than 8-bit. It's sort of in that world where it looks... It's trying to look 8-bit, but it's yeah, really it's more the nostalgic uh, pixel it's uh, more like a art. Mega Drive game to me a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so it is mm. it is very Capcom esque, uh, like kind of like Mega Man or uh, Ducktales for the NES. Yep. And I have played the first couple of levels. I uh, got past past the first bit, uh, beat the first boss, beat the second boss, mm-hmm. and have been into the township. It's fun, but it's frustrating for me because mm. it's Shovel Knight is actually quite slow, and the control. Everyone says. Oh man, these these controls are so tight. They're not that tight, at least mm. not for me. And maybe it's the Wii U, but if you, when you need to do a down attack, it only works half the time on mine, and mm. you have to be very very accurate. You can't. He's so slow, and then he drops like a brick. So you know. Whereas I find Capcom games fun and frustrating. Mm. This at the moment is kind of frustrating and fun. Like. I'm having fun with it, but like there's this overarching thing of frustration, you know, not knowing whether like the controls will do exactly what I want them to this time. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a big problem if you're um if you're feeling like you're not like the controls are letting you down constantly. It's not um, yeah, I mean it's like the the character being a bit slow is and like and such a short range weapon as well. Like Mega Man had a um The Mega Blaster or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah the Blaster. What it was I don't I don't think so. The something blaster. God, everyone, every Mega Man fan right now is Screaming. like coming to kill us with knives. Yeah, cool. Let let them. I, I think it was called the Mega Shootery Poop Gun. The I think it was called the me, the Mega the Mega Gun. <laughs> I'm just trying to anger people. No, no, yeah. I think it was called the Doctor Wily shoots a gun arm. Gun arm. Gundam. It's Gundam. It's called a Gundam. I okay. Think, yes. It's a Gundam. No. Mega Man is a Gundam. So, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. So basically, um, the. The short the, the the short range is what is quite annoying. But in like Ducktales, you mm. can use uh, Uncle Scrooge's uh, cane as a pogo stick, and this seems to be like the worst of both worlds. It's like it's very short range, and you can't bounce on it. You can bounce on it once, but you can't keep bouncing over and over again. Mm. Uh, you can you can keep bouncing on the enemy a couple of times, yeah. but the accuracy of like how and where you bounce isn't great in my opinion. You might be able to upgrade, you might be able to get better skills as you go along. I'm going to keep with it. Okay, I cool. do enjoy the game. It is fun, mm. but there is this element of frustration. It could be because it's the Wii U version. It could be because it's on a TV which uh, you know is only refreshing at 100 um, you know, hertz or megahertz or whatever it is and mm. it's just a little bit slow. Who knows? It's difficult if, to say. You, like, I'm going to just... I'm throwing this out there. Yeah. Do you think that your your bar is a little higher because it's a modern game? Like, because... Like, say, if you if you pick this up for, like, 
ten bucks at a uh, ret- at a, at a like you know, secondhand store, and it was made in 1987 or something like that, you'd be like, you'd be more forgiving because it's like, well, a lot of games were a bit off back then, but this has cool things in it, so I'm going to keep playing it. I think or, I th- like, because I don't it's now because it came out so. three years ago or something that it's like they should have got this right, you know? Like, yeah, no, I, I think um, they did get it right for a lot of people. I think mm. it's my personal taste okay. here that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I think that there people have been saying that it's so much like these old Capcom games. And obviously, they've really tried to harness that. And in a lot of ways, they succeeded. Mm. But in some ways, the way it plays and the way it feels to me is quite frustrating. Because I guess since it is a modern game, and if you're going for that nostalgic beat, just speed it up a little bit. Mm. Just having that little extra bit of speed would really, really not hurt. Okay. So I suppose, I mean, that's just my opinion. I, as I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep up with it. It is, it is a fun game. And I know those original, all of those Capcom games are quite frustrating, but they're always fun to me first. Yeah. I always look, I found Mega Man to always be like the video game equivalent of torture. Because I, like you, you pick it up and you go, oh yeah, this seems, I can, I can beat this game. No, I can't. I really, really can't. You can't. I can't even beat the first level. But it's always your fault. Yeah. Like half the time I've died here, I thought the controls just, like if I die and it's my fault, that's fine. If Mm. I die because the controls are not letting me do what I want them to do and I know I should be able to do it and that's how you get past that spot, Mm. that's when I kind of take it, I go, this is frustrating because I did the exact same thing as I did last time and it's not working this time. Yeah. Okay. So what have you been up to? Oh God. Um, What have I been doing? It's been a lot less life stuff actually recently and a lot more gaming, which is so weird. So weird. Um, but it's primarily because my daughter is currently sleeping really well. So I've had plenty of time in the evenings and the mornings to, to play games. Um, recently we've... Chloroform will do that. <laughs> Plus a, you know, nice bedtime story of a radical sect in Islam. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we ha- don't put that book back. <laughs> that was, it was like, actually, it was that actually was in my hands. That's so random. That was from episode four. We don't, we don't rehash these things. No, no, no. We never, we never do callbacks to the assassins of radical sect in Islam. Did it? <laughs> I, um, have been playing a lot of civilization five with my wife, um, who loves civ five. Um, on my old PC, we, we played a fair bit of that single player. Like I play it then she'd play it and so, and so forth. But I only recently really cottoned on to the fact that it has a hot seat mode. And that that hot seat mode is actually very good. Really? Um, so, so what? It's it's turn based. Oh yeah, Civ is t- a turn absolutely a turn based game. It's it's really like a a board game that is so complex that it could never be a board game. You know, you really rely on the computer to keep track of the numbers and crunch the you know do all the maths and things like that. Um, but it's really it really is like a at at its heart. Like a board game. Um, so who's so, winning? Who is winning in the hot seat we, war? Well, we're, I'm smart, and I don't actually compete with my wife. We play team. So we, we created a team, so we're cooperating. Because the last thing I want to do is actually compete with my wife in any game ever. Because you'd lose. Uh, no, I probably would lose. And if I didn't lose, it wouldn't go well for me in my in my general life. It would not. There would be repercussions. So, uh, I'm not saying my wife's a sore loser, but I basically am. So, um, <laughs> the point is that, yeah, we, we play we play co-op primarily, and uh, we've had fun. We um, we played a game that took many, many nights. We, we played it over the course of um, probably probably about the last two weeks. So what, was um, your, what was your playtime all up? I don't know. Oh, sorry, a book just fell over in my study. It's all falling apart. Oh, um, look what book it is. Uh, the Assassins, a radical it's sector. It's not. <laughs> it's actually a Latin asterisk book. Because <laughs> I actually am even more nerdy than you might think. A Lasterix book. Yes, that's that's what the kids call them. A Lacter... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, went in the, I went to a bad place. You you keep doing that today, actually. You, you keep going to these places and you... you I, just... think, I think we need to drink more before we start. Because I, think I think you're right. We, tr- we tried to do this one, like pretty much sober and it's not working out at all um anyway uh yeah we played a bunch of that i play time i have to just ballpark probably about 12 hours wow and um, have you finished that game now yeah that's finished i i won with her help i won i for those who know civ i won through the diplomatic victory which is a victory i haven't actually attempted before i tend to win using the military victory because i am a giant jerk um hang on dip low meh that sounds boring. Yeah, it's never heard of that in a video game before. What you do is you basically get enough votes 
at the um, the civ equivalent of the um, United Nations to make you the world leader. And to do that, to, the way to get that so to happen... which country were you playing as? Uh, I was playing... Oh, God. I was playing as um, Songhai, which is a, 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 a country that doesn't exist anymore, but was once a very powerful uh, state in the middle of Africa. Okay. Um, and uh, Meg was playing as Germany. We were actually... Did random? We did, we we had we did a random um, sieve to play as, which is fun because you get to try out the different sieves. Normally, my main is um, England because uh, they have really good um, bonuses for the navy, and I like having a good navy in sieve. Anyway, um, the diplomatic victory. Basically, what you need to do to get that is to get enough votes in the United Nations. The way to get people to vote for you is to bribe everyone. <laughs> Oh, that sort of diplomacy. Um, yes, yes, I'm familiar with that. Now you're cottoning on. So basically, we just we just switched our production all over to making gold, making money, and we just used all the money we got every turn to like to like buy off all the little city states to to give us their votes. Oh yeah, because no matter uh, how big your country is, they still only get one vote, and no matter how small their con- your country is, you still get one. You vote. can you can get extra delegates by like um, building various different buildings and, and have, being the host nation gives you more delegates and things like that. Um, it's, it's rather complex, but the way we managed to tip the balance and make sure the AI could not outvote us in our bid for me to be world leader was to bribe all these little city-states <laughs> and make them, make them um, you know, vote as part, part of our voting block, basically. Um, and that, then as soon as that, that really vote fun. goes through and it goes, does it just say, you won civilization? Yeah, congratulations, like, game over. Yeah, I mean, that, but that only can really happen towards the end of the game. Like, the, the United Nations doesn't really happen until the modern era. So you have to get all the way from the ancient era to the modern era, and then uh, so it's kind of a slow. I like way how to win. how like uh, um, basically like I, I like I know how civilization has worked. I've played it before and I'm mm, terrible at it mm. because I don't advance as well as I should because <laughs> I'm too busy killing everyone else. Yeah, the military path is is tricky. You can get a really early victory if you're good at it. You know, you don't actually have to wait till the modern era. You can just wipe out everyone else and win early, but. Um, there's risks involved with that because you will, everyone will figure out, the AI will learn, this guy's a bit of a bastard and they'll gang up on you and declare war on you and like sort of preempt, they're like, oh, he's going to try this. So they will like all declare war on you roughly at the same time and attempt to knock you out of the game to stop you from <laughs> going for the military victory. Yeah, so. that's basically what happens to me. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not great at those sorts of games because I don't have the patience for it. Okay. But uh, I, I do like hearing about these stories. It's kind of like how, like, the way I see Civ, it's basically like mm. you're the god yeah. who lasts for all time of, like, one nation. Yes. yes. You're, you're like the god of one nation who's, like, pulling the strings behind this, like, this immortal over, like, overmind. Yeah. yeah. Who's kind of, like, doing everything and controlling people. And mm-hmm. and in the end, it's basically so you can become god of the whole world. But you're only you're only interested in one nation's yeah. future. The rest can, can go to hell. Actually, it's really funny. My wife, speaking of like you know ruthlessness in this game, my wife is really good at this game. She's played. She's actually played it more than me. Um, I, I was playing it like how do I say? I came across Civilization earlier in my gaming life than her. But in terms of raw hours, she has put a lot more hours into Civ Five than I have. How recent um, is Civ Five? It's actually a few years old now. I, I want to say like. 2011, 2012. No, so it's fairly recent I, from yeah, my perspective. I can only guess, to be honest. Again, experts at gaming, AC and Rob. But um, it's 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 a bit little aging now. There's been a few DLC things come out recently, they're, and they're, most recently they released a, a sci-fi version of Civ uh, Civ Five. Uh, Is it like set on different planets? It's or? set on the an alien world. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's that's kind of not what Civ's about. Yeah, exactly. It's all about like you know laughing because you're you're fighting a, a chariot with a tank and how like anachronistic and funny that is and, <laughs> and Gandhi being a bastard and <laughs> Gandhi is a cunning evil man in this game and, uh, anyway but enough enough about Civ um, I've been playing some other games too yeah. um, I've been trying to get through Banner Saga uh, which is a really interesting game I, I might want to talk about that as a featured game in another episode perhaps but um, Banner Saga 2 has come out recently on Steam Kalu Kalei and um, I realised God, I haven't finished Banner Saga 1. I really loved that game. That was a game I was playing... I was halfway through at the precise moment when my last gaming PC died. Great tragedy, because that game is fantastic. And I think you might like the notion of... Maybe not playing it, but the idea of it. What's because, the idea behind it? Well, the, the art style is is very reminiscent of like a, a 1980s cartoon. Oh, yeah. it, it has It has a, a certain look. Once you see it, 
And once you see the, I'll show you the art style at some point. Yeah. You'll be like, yeah, that reminds me of like something. Like it reminds me of like feature, like feature length animated films, like that are not Disney from that era. Um, and uh, the story is fantastic. The game itself is actually a. Um, I'm just gonna look this up for Andrew right now. The uh, the story itself is is fantastic. The so, gameplay. So, so what kind of gameplay is it? Like, is it a? It's a. It's kind of like a weird cross between a tactical RPG and uh, and sort of like a Oregon Trail sort of thing. Oh yeah. So you're traveling, you're traveling with a band of warriors and refugees across this sort of this frozen uh, wasteland that's sort of inspired by Viking mythology, but it, it is its own its own fantasy world. Oh, okay, I'm but looking it's very... at this now, so it's kind of got like a grid. Yes, the combat is this grid-based so tactical. But other than that, you're exploring, aren't you? Yeah, and then it has these uh, cutscenes that look a lot like um, like an anima- animated film from the 80s. Like you can see, the art style is very yeah. It is very much inspired. It's old-fashioned by that, sort uh, of uh, look. Yeah, you know? it, it's kind of it, it's certainly not Disney-esque. No, it's, it's sort of more what was coming out when things other than Disney films started. But coming it's not. Out it's not anime. It's very much a no, 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 style. not not anime at all. Um, it's it's fantastic, and it almost sto- looks like that Lord of the Rings cartoon. Maybe, yes, from years something ago. like years, that. Years, years, yeah. Years um, the, the the story is fantastic. The writing is is a one. So, did you um, go back and finish this game? I'm still playing through it. Uh-huh. Um, and I've just gotten past the point I was up to in my previous playthrough. So it's all new to me. Now, uh, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. Just really great, and and it's one of those games that makes you make difficult choices. You know, and and every choice you make, it's always a fifty fifty. Like you know, it's always like a bad choice. You got like. Which of these two bad decisions do you want to make? You know, and it'll always someone will be angry with you no matter what you do, and you risk like losing people from your group, or um, you might do something that is a good idea, like um, pragmatically, mm. but is ethically wrong and might upset people, or you know these sorts of things. So it's um, a really engaging game with uh, a really strong story. So I can't speak highly enough about that game. So really excited for Banner Saga Two. But to get to Panasaga two, I have to play number one. So, trying do, to get do they that. do they follow on directly from? I I think the I, yes. In fact, Panasaga two is an option in the menu now for Panasaga one. So I assume that you can just carry a save over. Oh, that's cool. And it will remember like so, yeah. which characters died, which people you offended, and it will carry. It. I mean, it literally is is is, a, is an issue because mm. you might do something that like makes one of the people in your group like upset with you. You know, like um, your daughter, for example, does in one of the characters' daughters doesn't want to kill people. She's fine to fight these the the um the enemy sort of monsters. But if you take her into combat against humans, and if she does any damage at all to a human, a little speech bubble appears above her head saying, "I didn't want this," because she told she tells you yeah, yeah. that she doesn't want to kill people, and you know, so and there's rep- repercussions for that. So those sorts of things hopefully will carry across to Battle Saga 2 and it will remember the mistakes that you made in, in the first games. So. That sounds really fun. Yeah, fascinating. So you've game. been doing nothing but playing games recently. Oh, look, you know, I did. I've been doing some other stuff. I've been, I've been doing the usual parenting. I'm on leave for the next two weeks, which will be great. Um, Lucky bastard. Two weeks um, of leave is, is, it sounds like heaven to me and it's going to be great to have all this time with my family uh, every day now. And you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. When you have a kid, every time you go to work, you'll feel like you're doing the wrong thing. Like you you should be at home with the child. Um, and uh, I find it difficult to, to go to work each day because my heart really is... This sounds really sappy, but my heart is at home these days. And um, it'll be great to have some time to just really invest in, in um, my family. So looking forward well, to I'm that. I'm sure they'll so. appreciate you having home too, especially, um, especially yeah. your wife. Now you can do all the chores. Yeah, I can look after the baby while she... Kicks it on the couch. <laughs> Netflix and chill, except without me involved. Um, the real <laughs> Netflix so and chill. Um, yeah, so that's that's been what I've been out to. A lot of gaming, um, working quite hard at work, but looking forward to a couple of weeks off. So, hmm. Nice. I suppose um, one thing I didn't mention before in my little spiel was oh, that yep. I got a, uh, a retro freak oh, for yes. my birthday. I think I saw a video of that on the YouTubes. Did I say that right? <laughs> did I? Did I? Yeah, sure, Rob. Uh, have yourself a gold star. So yeah, I did do a, an unboxing video of it. This is basically the Japanese version of the Retron 5. It plays uh, Famicom, Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, Genesis, Mega Drive, all the Game Boy, so Game Boy, Color, and Advance. What doesn't it do? <laughs> uh, and it also plays uh, Turbo Graphics and PC Engine, which is why I wanted it, because the uh, 
Retron 5 doesn't play those ones. Mm. And this works a whole lot better than the Retron 5, in my opinion. To the point where now I am trying to sell my Retron 5. Because <laughs> I thought, I don't... I have all the, the consoles based off. Mm. Uh, and I can use the retro the retro freak to uh kind of stream this stuff or yeah. record it now as well now that i also got an elgato capture as well hey, i'm still go. fiddling with it it's just not working 100 percent perfectly mm. but uh yeah so far i'm enjoying my time with it um i and this saves games as soon as you plug a cartridge in mm. it rem- it downloads or dumps the rom mm-hmm. onto like an sd card and then you don't need the cartridge anymore. Nice. So I can just... Uh, I was playing Super Back to the Future 2 the other day. Fantastic. Great game. Well, good for a Back to the Future game. Only released <laughs> in Japan. One of the best Back to the Future games. <laughs> and it's it's a lot of fun. I didn't need mm. to go get the card afterwards again. The only problem I've had so far is dumping the ROM of the Mario All-Stars and um, Super Mario World uh, combination cart. Mm. Which I think only came with... Uh, there is no box for that. It, it came with one of the consoles in Australia. Okay. Like, with one of the SNES consoles. Mm. And it didn't... Um, that can't dump the ROM properly. Right. It thinks it has, but it doesn't work when you play it. Uh, so that's it's a, a shame. Little, it's a little unfortunate. But yeah. um, Dems de Breaks, not, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It doesn't play uh, unlicensed games. Mm. Uh, but if you use an adapter, it can play NES games and... F- and uh, Master System games as cool. well. Yeah. Awesome. So if you've got the adapters for those, it does all that. Aesthetically pleasing, it is not. It is basically just a white brick. Yes. <laughs> with holes in it. But It wasn't made... With... Design was not a factor, really. No. Um... And function is, and that is what it should be used for. Yeah. So on, on modern TVs, I'm really loving it. Yeah. And yeah, i got to say, the footage you got... I mean, it's actually interesting because we're both now at a point now where we're, we have the respective like stuff we need... To start making some really good um, gameplay videos. So, um, if I figure out how to use the Elgato capture card properly, yes. I mean, the, the I quality agree. of the videos you were putting up was was beautiful. Like they they looked good. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is that it cut off like the first like three minutes of that, mm. and I don't know why. It maybe have something to do with the compression because after you do this, mm. it compresses it, and may, I'm thinking that maybe because like the C drive isn't that big, and it, and you save to the D drive. Maybe it's the, I don't know, maybe it's the uh, compression itself that's the problem Mm, rather mm. than the buffer. But uh, I'll I'll fiddle around with it. I'll get it working. Might need uh, more experimenting. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. definitely. So I do believe you have a quiz I do. And what a quiz it is. Oh, dear. All right, AC. So as usual, I've prepared a quiz for you. And this is an old favorite from the original run of the Game Life Balance podcast before okay. we diversified. Before we got ourselves a US office. I love calling them the US office. Yeah. Before way, we, because it sounds like we're some kind of multinational corporation. Before we affiliated ourselves with known drug baron <laughs> John Martin and his crew of dangerous Cody Goffs. <laughs> There's um, more than one of them, isn't there? That's right. He's cloned himself He's somehow. He's cloned in a vat. He's not the first Cody and he won't be the last. <laughs> I like to... Th- can you imagine, like, them listening to us now? Just, like, just go, <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? This guy's a bunch idiots. of freaks. <laughs> um, uh, yes, and now they're forced to, like, spruik this stupid stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, I prepared a quiz for you. Okay. Uh, and uh, the quiz is, as I've said, an old favourite. Phone game or phony game? So, the way this works is I have perused the stellar iPhone App Store. Oh dear. Uh, looking for, uh, you know, real top-notch, real quality products that you can get on your phone. Uh, games that you can play on your on your mobile phone device. Yep. Um, and then I've ming- intermingled it with made-up games. And so you I have need- to tell me whether the this is a real phone game or a phony phone game. Okay. I understand the concept. So true Fire or fa- away. True or false, basically. Okay, yep. Okay. So, and, oh, I should say... Ten questions, yep. but there is a theme to these. Oh and dear. if you detect the theme, yep. you get a bonus point. A bonus point. So, so even if I'm losing, I could still tell me, not lose as badly. So if you can tell me what the theme is okay. at any point, up until the last question, All right. get a bonus point. All right. All right? All right. Let's play phone game or phony game. I'm going to lose. Question number one. Snappy Bird. Snappy Bird. Is Snappy Bird a real... Phone game, or is it a phony game that I just plum made up? I reckon it is a real game. Yes, Snappy Bird is a real phone game. That you because it sounds like a rip-off of something that, let's face it, wasn't particularly original to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe not worth ripping off. <laughs> uh, okay, question number two. Okay. Flappy Fly. Is, is Flappy Fly... I have a question. Is, is Flappy Bird the overarching theme Point of all this? Point Really? Every, all, every single one of these things has to do with Flappy Bird. You would not believe how many Flappy Bird clones there are. I mean, I would, You would not believe. I would believe it. I'm just... Like, the amount of depth that you would have had to have sunk to in the app store to find all these is somewhat worrying. These could all be true. Uh, I literally went to the the abyss of, of phone games for these ones. I went to the... All right. All right. What was the question again? So I've already got a bonus. Phone game hell. Um... Yes, uh, Flappy Fly. Is Flappy Fly a real... It sounds like it should be, so I'm guessing it's not. False. No, you're wrong. That's actually another real uh, Flappy Bird ripoff. Flappy Fly. <laughs> the irony is that they're all going to be true. They're all going to be real games. <laughs> that, that's the, the sickening truth of all this. Alright, so question number three. Yep. Flappy Snappy Bird. <laughs> is Flappy Snappy Bird a uh, real... I don't know why. It sounds very English. Like, that's a game they'd have in, in Great Britain. I'm going to say that is... False. No, that's real as well. Oh, God. Flappy Snappy Bird is real. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Okay, question number four. Okay. Flappy Words. Flappy Words is Flappy Words. False. That's false. That is that is false. I made that one up. That just... just no. Flappy Words. It's, a, it's flying too close to the sun. Get it? Oh, dear. <laughs> Gonna leave you hanging there again, Rob. Flying by the seat. Fla- flapping the... Mm. Okay, question number five. I'm certainly flapping by the seat of your shorts, I'll tell you that. Question number five. Is Snappy Parrot Bird a real... Snappy Parrot Snappy Bird. Snappy Parrot Bird! No, false. That's real? No! Snappy. Humanity, what happened to you? I used to love you so much. Oh, hang on, this is on the Apple App Store. No, I hate you. Question number six. Uh, Sky Flappy Smash. False. No, that's real to work. No! God. Sky Flappy Smash. Download for now. Guess what? It's got in-app purchases. Of course it does. Uh, question number seven. Snappy wings colon flap the wings. False. No, it's true. <laughs> I, I, I get the feeling that all of these are true, so I'm just saying uh, false no, automatically. One of them was false, remember? Yeah, one of them was false. That was, right. that was the red herring. Yeah, okay. Sna- snappy wings colon flap the wings. <laughs> because snappy wings doesn't tell you enough about what this game is. They had to add the colon. Flap of the wings. So I like. You, I like to think that they actually said colon. There's not. There's not like. It's not the punctuation <laughs> mark. It actually just says colon. Snappy wings. C O L O N. Flap of the wings. <laughs> All right. Question number eight. Okay. Flip flop. Flappy bird. Flip flop. Flappy. False. That's false. You're right. Yes, I made that one up. <laughs> flip flop. Flappy bird. Oh. Is false. Okay. That that we'd call that a thong bird here in Australia. Sorry, I'm laughing so hard at this. I just. It, I went down a dark. Yeah, I'm not even sure I want to win this. This is like a game where if I lose, (laughs) I don't care. Like, usually it's like a a chance for me to test my knowledge of video games. This time, I'm glad I don't know this. This is actually making everyone dumber from (laughs) from hearing this. You're worse off because you've listened to this. Not unlike the other five episodes we've done, but for different reasons, maybe. Um... Alright, two more questions to go. Okay. I'm up five, you're at four. If you get both of these right, you win. Alright. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question nine. Okay. Mr. Swaggy Mickey Bird. <laughs> False. No, that's real. Oh, no. Uh, Mr. Swaggy Mickey I've Bird. I've lost. I've lost and I feel so good about it. <laughs> can you believe that someone was like, yep, that's the name this game's going to have. Okay, can I just say right now, before you ask your last question. Mm. False. <laughs> False, Rob. I, don't, I am already answering the question. False. What's the question? Points to me because... The Flippy Flappy Floppy Owl is a real phone game that you can get. Because the mobile phone game has arrived. It's no longer a joke. You have to take this stuff seriously now. The mi- video- False. The video False. game press False. has to cover these things. Because they're re- False. <laughs> oh, no. The Flippy Flappy Floppy I'm pretty sure I answered the overwhelming majority of those false. Yes, and the overwhelming majority were true. In fact, only two of those were made up. Yeah. The rest of those... I thought that may have been the case. <laughs> false. <laughs> I just couldn't bring myself, uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, I, I think, could not bring myself I to I've do it. I caused AC actual physical pain <laughs> with just, that quiz. 
like, I mean, I know this stuff would be on Android Play Store as well, but I don't go there either. Yeah. And I don't... Like, you probably shouldn't. I imagine there's even more crappy well, Flappy well, Bird. Like, so the crappy reason... Flappy Bird. Write this down. Crappy, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. We're, we're renaming the podcast to... Crappy Flappy Flippy Snappy Bird. The podcast. Colon. Colon the podcast. <laughs> Colon spelled out. C-O-L-O-N. C-O-L-O-N. Oh god! It's going to be a picture of you a. You realise now? I'm going to name this episode that. <laughs> That's going to be the name. <laughs> Colin, oh, Colin. If you're wondering how I name these episodes, I literally find the very worst sentence that I can. And do, do you do you think there's like some some liberal like liberal restaurant out in America somewhere who like name their dishes like Colin Powell and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Colin Powell, Colin, Colin Power. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking like the. Like you just, their version of satire is just like just like a shaped in the form of a butt or something. I don't know. Colin Powell's because sometimes like when when people pronounce it, it does sound like colon. Colin Powell's Colin Powell's like not col not Colin colon. <laughs> it's a it's Colin Powell presents Colin Powell's a colon story a story a, about the human colon. It's a three friends journeying into the human colon <laughs> on a voyage of discovery. We've all been there. We've all been to college. We've all experimented. <laughs> Um, right. Why didn't you and I go to college together? I, I didn't go to college. <laughs> I went to the School of Hard Knocks, thank you very much. No, you were there. I remember. Oh, oh, you, right. were, yeah. you were at the bar. That's right. I did go to college. I just forgot from all the drinking. Uh, so, that's episode I, I, six. Can you can you read out the score there again, please? Oh, yes. Uh, AC4, Rob, seven? And I only got a bonus point because I got the theme. Right. Yes. So I'm proud. I am proud as an Australian. <laughs> As a fair dinkum, ocker Aussie Australian to have failed that quiz. <laughs> I, think you should. I don't have, think that has anything to do with being Australian. I'm just proud that I failed. And you're proud to be an Australian. Not really. And I mean, sure, sure I am. Got to get those those jobs and um, beer and um, what else do we do? Uh, we... Colin, we like Colins. We, mm, do we? Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd just leave that little, that, little pause in there. Man, you know, for once you derailed me. Uh, so... <laughs> You never derail me. I always have a, I always have a comeback for your, uh, for your snappy insights. No, that's true. I'm always the derailed. You're always. But you usually derail yourself. That's derailer. the thing. Like you, kind of uh, stuff happens to your brain. Yeah, mm, bad stuff. I like it. I like. It. I always leave you hanging. Bad stuff like this show. I hope you've enjoyed watching. Watching. I hope you've enjoyed listening to. Episode. I like to think that people are just watching their like they're listening to it, <laughs> just watching their phone, <laughs> going something might happen at any minute. <laughs> I think oh, I saw God. something move. <laughs> well, that was in the reflection. Someone's stabbing me. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia. You probably haven't, though. The, Aust- the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the US who are right now regretting their decision <laughs> to take our name. They probably were better off being called Unqualified Gamers. <laughs> Uh, you can't back out of this now, Cody. It's too late. Stabbo. We now own your souls. And also, go to yeah, do go to our YouTube channel and their YouTube channel as well. Like, yeah. well we actually we put up some pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah. Actually, there's been a, a bunch of good. That's good not stuff directly coming. related to the podcast. Like no. you know, we we actually put up gaming related stuff that isn't yeah. necessarily stuff we talk about here. So if you, you listen to the show and you thought I hate these guys, well, just give us a chance. Go to the YouTube channel <laughs> because you might find that it's very different. And not as it's bad. It's not that different. Not as bad. But it, we don't talk about everything that happens on here. Maybe worse. Maybe. Yeah, well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Rob, you that's can. me. can. I am at Reboarded. AC is at ProTelly. And our official Twitter feed is at GLB Australia. All one word, of course. Uh, if you enjoy our show, please rate us and give us a positive review on iTunes. And recommend us on the podcast app Overcast, the name of which I remembered for once. Uh, we're not on SoundCloud. SoundCloud can get stuffed. Uh, and tell your friends too, because apparently word of mouth is the primary way that people Yeah, if get you actually listen to us, tell your friends. Because I, I know personally, the only way I'll listen to a new podcast is if someone tells me that it's good. I don't actually look through the, uh, the iTunes you know, podcast section looking for new podcasts. So uh, do tell your friends if you found this mildly amusing. Hey Rob, I've got this great idea. Okay, you and I become mall Santas. At, okay. at the end of the year, we, okay. we, we go to the local I'm shopping centre. I'm in. I'm in already. Okay, excellent. don't even don't even say anymore. When when kids when kids sit on Santa's knee yes. and say what they want for Christmas, you go, I'll get you that, so long as you listen to Game Life Balance Australia. 
great. I love it. Flawless plan. Exactly. This cannot go wrong. Whispering into kids' ears about listening to, you know, stuff, random stuff on the internet mm-hmm. is going to go really well for us. Hey, kid, check out this website on the internet. <laughs> I'm Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, I'm Santa Claus. I can't imagine that would be a Santa Claus because that's, that's more creepy. I can't imagine that would ever backfire. So we'll do that. You'll see us at your local mall on Christmas. But until then, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you in a fortnight's time for another episode of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm, I'm kind of serious about the Santa thing. I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not at all. <laughs> maybe unseri- maybe not with kids, but like just have like an adult thing, like where yeah. where where like what do you want for Christmas, old lady? Mm-hmm. Well, sit on Santa's knee. Okay, this is getting creepy again, but still, we can advertise the show. I'm sure old ladies sitting on your knee will definitely, definitely. I actually, I'm positive they will be extremely interested in what you have to say about <laughs> podcasts. Extremely interested. I think we're onto a winning strategy here. We should actually come up with strategies every week on how we're going to get more, more we should, listeners. We should make a podcast yeah. that is specifically aimed at grandmas. I'm going to call it AC and Rob. Get off give my it, lawn. Give it to your grandma. Give it to your grandma. I was going to say get off my lawn, but give it to your grandma. Yeah, that's good. Grandma's show starring AC and Rob. <laughs> we, we could actually do this show live at retirement centres until we get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> for stealing all their medicine. You know, the sad the sad truth is... Drug they, baron. They probably won't care. They'll be like, yeah, you're here to entertain the old people? All right, go nuts. Do, a, do whatever you want. Okay, okay, everyone. We're going to show you this great game called... Phone game or phony game. <laughs> We're going to play Grand Theft Auto Five. Yay! Oh, man. I used to drive a car like that back in... That's oh, right. God, you better stop to see if that young man is okay. This is going to sound ageist. But they'll probably drive just about as well as they do in real life. (laughs) And with that note, we're going to press the stop button.